This is the Benefits Buzz Podcast, your weekly pulse on what's happening in the world of employee benefits. Brought to you by your friends at WEX, who believe in simplifying benefits for everyone. Now listen up, and let's get buzzed! Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Benefits Buzz. You know, HR plays a crucial role in onboarding employees. They ensure a smooth and successful integration into an organization. But following the pandemic, more and more employees have moved into a remote or hybrid work posture. And that really means HR teams need to design and implement a tailored onboarding process and approach to address those unique challenges. And so on that topic, I'm very excited to bring a couple of guests onto the show today. Hannah Jabber, who's an early career talent pipeline program manager at WEX, and Justine Thompson, who's a talent acquisition manager at WEX. They're both going to share some tips and tricks around onboarding remote and hybrid employees. And also joining me today is the often imitated, never duplicated co-host, Ryan Filipek. Justine, Hannah, Ryan, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks. Thanks for having us. We're super excited. That's great. That's great. All right. So right off the bat, I, I'm going to ask a question to, to get us started, which is, can you kind of give us a real high level, quick overview of the onboarding process and why it's so important for new employees? Yeah, I can definitely take that. So onboarding for us is from the point of when somebody accepts the offer to when they start. So what that onboarding process looks from when they accept the offer is, yay, we have a new WEX employee. So they were going to start with us. So they accept the offer. After that, they um, we get a notification and we kick off all the onboarding for that. And you're probably like, well, what's up? onboarding. So onboarding is, you know, a background check, reviewing the employee handbook to um, filling out, you know, payment election type of stuff and filling out a bunch of other paperwork that, you know, benefits, payroll, all of that needs. Um, And then as it gets closer to um, when they start, we have them um, tell us the best address to get their equipment sent out to them. And then IT sends it out to them the week before they start. As it gets closer, we start sending them more and more communications to get them hyped up to get started. So any communication that talks about, you know, a lot of stuff about benefits, you know, what can they expect on their first day? Their managers start reaching out with their credentials and then welcoming them to the team. Um, And then part of those emails is just like a lot of information of what they can expect. We try not to overwhelm them because it is a lot of information. So we try to make the emails as simple and um, easy to read and easy to follow as possible. And then day one starts and they have a um, wonderful new hire orientation that starts them right away at eight o'clock. And then that finishes up about three. It goes, you know, goes over everything from, you know, benefits, payroll to the culture at WEX, the history of WEX to what else, Hannah? There's so much more that new hire orientation combines. <laughs> yep, we, we walk them through how to set up their equipment. We also walk through the different systems that they might be using in their day to day, at least from a high level point of view. Um, they also get a full Google training. So not everyone um, grew up on Google. And so not everyone is used to using the G Suite and all that comes with it. Um, so we do a, a detailed training. We've got the best of the best people to do that. Um, and so, yeah, they get the Google training and a lot of the systems that they'll, they'll use day to day as part of their orientation as well. 
one thing I will add is that Justine mentioned that they do get a multitude of communications, but something that we've worked really hard is to somewhat centralize so that they are getting communications from one email address or one or two people in that they know who they can reach back out to and that they can trust that information too. And so they're not getting random emails from Harry and Sally and Joanna and everyone. Um, so they, so we do try to centralize that. That makes a ton of sense. I, and certainly for all of us that have started a new career, it is no small amount of steps that you have to undergo. It, it definitely feels a little bit like drinking from a fire hose. So it's great that you're actually trying to segment it and, and give trusted sources as far as emails, et cetera, make that a little bit smoother process. I, I love that. Ryan, I'm gonna kick it over to you. What, what questions do you have? Yeah, so a, a big question I have is, is with onboarding remote employees, what's really missing is really that face-to-face that -face interaction, right? So when you're looking at designing um, an onboarding program or a process, what are some of the key considerations you look at in designing that? Oh, I'm jealous. That was a great question. <laughs> so similar to what Justine has outlined, when we consider designing this onboarding process, we are keeping this, the candidate, the new hire in mind throughout the entire process. So what is it that they are going to need to, you know, simplify their day and so really a key consideration is we want to simplify this process. And I think that tracks with something here at WEX. Um, but we want to simplify it. We want to make sure that their communications are clear and easy to understand and to follow. Um, and that means that, you know, sometimes not everyone absorbs information the same way. And so we also consider that when designing this process and making sure that everyone is able to be provided the resources that they need in order to be successful to show up on day one. I love that. I think it's tremendously important for us to make this process as simple as we can. Uh, but that does kind of beg the question, Hannah. I'm guessing that there may have been a few bumps along the way as we started to figure out kind of how to deal with this new remote work posture. Am, am I correct in saying that? And if so, what what conflicts did did you run up against? Yes, and I will start this question and I'll kick it over to Justine to finish. But yes, this was a huge transition when we decided to fully go remote. So back in 2020, you know, this was a huge lift of saying we still want to start people. We still want to make sure that they are they are feeling welcome and supported and provided all everything that they need to be successful, like I said earlier. Um, and so Hiccups meaning, you know, sometimes a laptop gets shipped to someone that it's not supposed to, or, you know, equipment gets damaged in the mail. That's just kind of the lay of the land with things. Um, I think one of our biggest conflicts is, and I will use this um, comparison here, going back to our college days or in school, you know, professors complain about our students don't read the syllabus. And I won't answer questions because that, that answer is in the syllabus. And so I somewhat relate that to new hires in that we provide that information, but sometimes they don't read everything or sometimes they're not, like we're saying, absorbing the information that we're putting out there. And so that makes us think, okay, we've got to put it out in a different way. So what does that mean? They, they're they not reading our written instructions, so maybe we need to provide video content, um, you know, simpler ways to walk through how to set up your equipment, how to access the VPN, which is still an ongoing challenge. Um, but it, you know, like you're saying, it's overwhelming. It's a lot of steps. 
but I think that we've adjusted and adapted to that and provided the proper people and pr proper um, resources to really counteract those conflicts. Hannah is spot on, but to add to that, we, in the last probably two, well, what have we been remote now? Three years now. Um, so we hold a bi-weekly meeting with all the big stakeholders um, that it takes to onboard a new hire, right? So it's IT, it's training and development, it's the GTA team, it's the, the onboarding team. So we have you know, have had bi-weekly meetings for the last three years and we'll continue it to do it probably forever to always touch base on the last class, right? So our upcoming class that we're having on 626, we'll meet that this next Wednesday to talk about how did it go? What were some of the issues that we were seeing that the new hires, you know, have? Was it, were they not reading the stuff, you know, or was it, you know, technology issues or anything like that? So every other week we come together to figure out what can we do for future new hire classes so that it's not repeating itself. So, you know, once in, we also send out new hire surveys to the new hires after every time they start or not every time, but after a class starts, we have them fill out a survey to ask us how, how did we do? So everything from was workday easy to use? Was the background vendor easy to use? Was um, the IT process, all the documentation we used, was that useful? Were the videos useful? Um, so we like that feedback to gather that from the um, new hires to see, well, what can we do better, you know, in the future? Or what needs little tweaks? Or are we just doing a really great job? Which it's usually the case. No, I'm kidding. We can always use room for improvements. But yeah. Of course that's the case. It's got to be the case. And, and I love it. I, you know, how how important it is to call out that a, a simple post-mortem at the end of a training or, or any activity for that matter, uh, really just how worth its weight in gold that actually is for, for future feedback and, and for future posturing. And I think that bi-weekly check-in, it's not as tedious. I think it really does help us. It, it lets us do quick adjustments and keeps us agile. Um, you know, difference between Windows users and Mac users most recently. We've had more, just a few more Mac users recently. And so we quickly adjusted. We added in another IT support person to join that morning session, um, which is been super helpful. And so it's little things like that that we're able to tweak and adjust. So another question I have for the both of you, it's, it's really tied to a, a bigger picture as a part of working for an organization. So things like the company culture, their values, or even like the products or things like that the company does to support from an external perspective. Um, what are some steps that HR can really take to really bring in the remote employees to kind of understand those different pieces and buy into the bigger mission? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. So it all really starts the first time, you know, a recruiter or somebody from the global talent acquisition team talks to one of those candidates or the potential new hires. So, you know, during that initial screen or during those first interviews, you know, we expect the recruiters and also the hiring managers to talk about, you know, the culture at West, you know, the values, what we strive to do, what are our next goals in the next five years. So that's how we really started is by that initial phone conversation with, you know, the candidate or the potential new hire to tell them, you know, why we love WAX and what, you know, what um, our values and our missions and our goals are. So that's how we started out. And then throughout the whole 
onboarding, you know, process, if it's, you know, through the way we communicate with them, you know, really showing that compassion and that drive and the, you know, passionate problem solvers, if that, you know, if they are running into an issue. Um, and then that starts all the way till day one. And then that new hire orientation really brings it home and really shows it in a presentation of what our cultures and our values are, um, as well as the hiring manager also plays a big part in that from, you know, day one all the way till whenever. Um, so that's, you know, kind of where we keep pushing it all through the way. Hannah, would you add anything else to that? No, I think, and this maybe falls under a couple of different topics that we've talked about today, but something that we did add most recently is because we're speaking about external and internal. And once they're here, you know, they have access to the WEX network and to the internal, um, our internal site, things like that, where they can really kind of dive headfirst into the WEX company culture. Um, but we have recently implemented a external page that is our um, pre-new hire landing page, um, which provides similar to what we're saying. So that video content, those how-to of helping out how to set up your equipment and same thing, day one agendas, but also a little bit more about WEX and our values. I think we've added a little bit more content to that. Um, and so we do try to push it that way as well. I, I love that. We we not too long ago had a, a guest and we talked a lot about invali uh, employee value propositions. And so it's really neat to hear that, that we're doing that right off the jump with these onboarding uh, new employees. Let me ask this question that was kind of an extension of that. You know, culture is still people, certainly. So what are some ways that HR is able to help these remote employees really connect with their coworkers and, and other teams once they are here with us and, and maybe even through the onboarding process? I think that it is a blend of a couple of different things. Um, I think our new hire orientation did a really good job at introducing different areas of WEX providing those different points of context for things that, that new hires will need to know and will utilize in their first days and their first couple of weeks. But also, you know, we have Samira Burris, who is a strategy manager from the uh, DEI team, who talks about our employee resource groups. And we really push those on day one, you know, and we highlight that starting a new role, especially in a remote setting, can really feel isolating. Um, you know, not every team is a big team. Some, some of those smaller teams where it might be just you and your manager, I think the importance of employee resource groups is huge there. Um, and we encourage employees to join one, join them all. And that's really an easy way to, to get involved with WEX and, and meet fellow WEXers. And of course, there are also the regional chats that new hires get invited to based on their location. Um, but I think that orientation does a really good job of just introducing the opportunities that they can take advantage of to really dive deeper into X. I love that. Thank you. So a big part, obviously, with onboarding a remote employee is the accessibility to technology and tools, right? So because I'm not in person and I'm not in a building, um, the technology and the things that we're using to onboard an employee obviously become very, very crucial in this case. Uh, would you be able to talk to us a little bit about how you utilize tools and technology and things like that to kind of walk a person through their maybe their onboarding paperwork and, and kind of getting started? Yeah. 
So a couple of different ways, right? It's either um, if a new hire is having issues, you know, with their onboarding tasks, it's maybe reaching out to them just to see if you can kind of figure out maybe where they're stuck on because, you know, before they start, it's kind of hard to see exactly, you know, what they're looking at. So it's usually jumping on a call or seeing if you can loop in, you know, a couple other people to help figure it out. Um, you know, once they get on board, really showing them how to use Finn, the chatbots is also huge. So that's a really big thing from like the HR chatbot to the IT chatbot is also has been super helpful with our new hire. And I know during the new hire orientation, you know, we go through step by step. If, if you're having tech issues, this is how you send a sharewell ticket or this is how you use the chatbot. So those are some of the big things that we promote to help with those technology things that um, might just be a quick fix that they can just figure out on their own. Yeah, I know you also talked about the debriefs that you're doing following a, a training or an onboarding. And so it sounds like there's a lot of different points along the way that you can really evaluate for the progress of, of the success of this remote individual onboarding. But what other measures might you have to kind of address potential challenges or barriers? Or how do you really evaluate the success overall? Is it just the things you've already talked about? Or are there other things that you may rely on? I think, well, we, Justine brought this up earlier that there is a new hire survey that does go out. Um, that's something that we do, you know, there are a lot of stakeholders that are part of the onboarding process. So it's a truly collaborative effort. Um, but that survey, we do try to review quarterly because I think that really gives new hires, it's, it's their point of view. So it's their perspective. So it's checking in directly with them um, so I think it's good for us to keep that in mind because like, like we said earlier, we really do design this onboarding process with the candidate, with the new hire in mind. So I, I love all of these things that, that you're doing. And, and I, I love the concept of surveying, uh, the employees that have been onboarded and, and kind of having postmortems of what went well with their classes and what they didn't and providing all the various tools, uh, from from technology from a technology perspective to ensure their success uh but let me ask about this i guess where uh how do i say this so now we're definitely onboarding remote employees it, the the game has changed it's no longer you know meet somebody at the office at the front door and walk them in how has the feedback been for the remote posture? Have, have people tend to like it? Has it been successful for human resources? And do you attribute these, these things that you've done to that success or is it just, it was the right time and the right place for remote work to become at the forefront? All of the above? <laughs> no. All of the above. All of the above. No, I mean, it's, I would say we definitely have ran into challenges that we've had to overcome, but it's in, in for a lot of, for the last you know two to three years, this was a lot of new hires first remote job so they were figuring it out just as much as we were trying to figure figure it out um you know so we get a lot of feedback you know if it's you know a new hire's first time being remote that it's you know hard to find a routine you know so it's maybe telling them how to structure your day like hey do you have morning huddles you know attend that you know before that answer emails really so trying to get them you know, a structured day is really most successful. So just providing them tips of what they can do, like, you know, have a have a place that's fully dedicated for your office. So you can feel like that's a place where you can just escape, go into work. And at the end of the day, if close the door, you know, walk away from it, and then you're done. So really set yourself up for success by, 
you know, really making sure that you have a structured um, day-to-day routine and making sure that you have a really nice, you know, doesn't have to be a nice office setup, but somewhere where you can just call it like your office and that you know, the kids aren't running in there and playing every day. Um, so just like little tips and tricks that really help people is, you know, what's made us successful. But I mean, to this day, we're still learning what's going to work for everyone, really. So we're always continuing to make updates, making it better um, and all of that. Well, I'm uh, looking through kind of some of the the questions that we told you that we were going to bring. And I, I think we've pretty well gone through them. But I, I think it's important to also give you an opportunity, you know, both of you from a, a talent and acquisition uh, perspective to, to share anything else that you'd like to add. Uh, maybe remote work, it, it is an idea whose time has come. But but what else would you share with all of our HR listeners that are, that are on our episode today or listening to the episode today? I think that we've hit a lot of key points today. I think it is super important to think about, you know, the new hire, think of this onboarding process and their day one and beyond from their point of view. We want them to be successful. We want them to feel confident in stepping into their role and feeling like they're not being, you know, held down by technology and that they have all of the support that they need. Um, I think that our team does a really good job at that. I think, you know, Michelle Braden's team with Alex Fagoni and and the new hire onboarding kind of continues after us there. And so maybe an idea for a part two of a new hire's day, day two and beyond. Um, But I think we really align very well in that we kind of, we do set them up for success for their day two and hope that they are, you know, Wexers for life at that point. I love it. I, I also love the suggestion for a part two. Well, we'll, we'll have to be on the lookout for that. Yes. Well, with that, I guess I just want to take this opportunity to to say thank you very much, Justine. Thank you very much, Hannah. And of course, thank you very much, Ryan. It, it's always a pleasure to have the opportunity to speak with any of you and all of you. And uh, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into today's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Benefits Buzz and leave us a review. We really would like to know what topics may be of interest to you. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye-bye. Wax is in the business of simplifying benefits for everyone. Now, although we certainly hope our podcast sparks some aha moments, like that was pretty cool, but of course we cannot provide legal investment or financial advice. And well, therefore, nothing shared in this podcast should be interpreted as such. We encourage you to seek out appropriate professional advice regarding your plans. Hey, congratulations. You made it through our disclaimer. (laughs) Thanks for listening.